going on everybody welcome to an episode of the opinionated mock draft uh this was created by me cam theory from the opinionated media group um and we wanted to bring you know something to the forefront of nfl football season we obviously haven't been releasing 54 yards as consistently this is only due to the fact of ever going changes with our content creation and also it's the off season out shout out to josh pate there's no such thing as a true off season but um, we like to drop in videos from time to time, so make sure you guys are checking everything out. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, it really helps the channel, really helps grow the channel, and helps us to continue to not only make the content we are making now, but to obviously elevate and produce even better content for you guys. Without further ado, we're going to jump into this uh, mock draft. And uh, yeah, uh, this draft's very interesting. There's a lot of good prospects, a lot of good QBs, a lot of good talent. There's a lot of good talent in this draft, and um, for me, um, I just want to jump it off, and you know, it's going to be my thoughts, why I think these players are going where they're going to go, and how I think they're going to impact each team they end up playing for. <clears throat> so, we're going to start off with pick number one, Bryce Young. I really think he's going to go to the Panthers, get drafted first overall, and I really think the Panthers are going to go with him to just start the rebuild of their franchise in Carolina. Obviously, we guys know that they traded numerous pieces last season, including DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and numerous others. They obviously brought some talent in like Thielen, and then I think they brought in Miles Sanders from the Philadelphia Eagles over there. So they have some nice young core building blocks. You got Thielen with a veteran pre presence on the outside. Um, I think you draft Bryce Young. Uh, he's a capable quarterback. Obviously, if you guys watched the Texas game last year, he basically put Alabama on his back, and really Alabama for the most of that season, carried them with him, and uh, – he, he's just a very, very talented, talented quarterback. I mean, he processes information at a super high level. He's a gamer. Uh, he shows up in big games. Um, we've seen that time and time again. Um, he plays extremely well. And uh, it's actually surprising that he didn't win a national championship at Alabama just due to how talented he was. But, um, uh, yeah, obviously there's been some constraints or some worries about his size. I don't really think the size deal is an issue. Granted, he played in the SEC, and he didn't really get hurt that much. So you got to take that into consideration for um, not only his productivity and his durability on the field, but you also got to realize that if he's able to play in the SEC, perform in that conference, it's the best conference in college football, then he's going to be fine in the NFL. They just got to protect him and surround him with some other pieces. But I think ultimately Bryce Young lands with the Carolina Panthers for pick number one. Moving into pick two, uh, we're going to talk about a team here in Texas, the Houston Texans. Um if they don't draft a QB, they need to investigate it for be, they need to be investigated for tanking. Shout out to my boy Devin Ryan Report. But yeah, I mean, with with the Texans, man, uh, they have to go with CJ Stroud. I think. I mean, obviously, they haven't had great quarterback play since the debacle of the Deshaun Watson situation. And uh, I just think you got to get a QB. You got to secure your future with that. Uh, get a QB that could be ext immensely, extremely talented while he's cheap ish. You know, and. Uh, the, that's where I think franchises have to start. You have to start with a quarterback. You want to give your team a chance and even your fan base, something to be excited for. Uh, I was telling my friend, Zach uh, Scott, who's a Texans fan, even if they aren't good, but you draft a quarterback like CJ Stroud, you have someone to look forward to and someone to really just be excited for, for this season. I love CJ Stroud because he plays with an extreme chip on his shoulder. He wasn't highly recruited. Like some of these other guys was a four-star product out of California, um, elite arm talent, and he has great arm throwing mechanics. He even shows he's got the ability to really move well and uh, be an efficient runner at times. And I really just commend him for his performance against Georgia. I mean, he balled out. Uh, 
he really he really put on a show, man. And I just think like I just think that game was kind of just the pivotal and pinnacle of what he would look be in the NFL. Honestly, him and Bryce Young are one A one B. I don't really think there's any wrong choice right here. But CJ Stroud is he's got it, and uh, I think he really can elevate the Texans. And I'm excited to see where his career and trajectory goes. Now we're gonna get a little interesting here. Pick three. Uh, it's gonna be a trade with the Arizona Cardinals and the Colts. The Colts are, in, in my opinion, from this mock draft, are gonna need to move up to get a quarterback. If you guys know, the Colts have had numerous quarterbacks over the, since Andrew Lux retired. Um, they haven't been able to replace him with a guy that's comparable to him or even equivalent to him in his status. Um, had the likes of Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, etc. But this is where I think you go with Anthony Richardson. I think Anthony Richardson is going to go here. I think he's the third best QB in this draft. Obviously only have three QBs going in the first round after this. I think all the other guys are more second round guys in my opinion, and just for their need. But, uh, Anthony Richardson, man, his mechanics, they need some work maybe in the lower half at times. Uh, he's had to compress his release and his delivery, but I think that was just due to the, the way Florida was set up. He was very limited as a quarterback there. And that's kind of my opinion on that. But Anthony Richardson, man, uh, he has a smooth release. Shout out to my boy uh, at the QB school. Uh, watch, his, watch his YouTube videos. He breaks it down very well. Yeah, I mean, his mechanics are there, man. He has a smooth release, a nice butter release. Um, when he has his feet set, he can make every throw across the field. His arm talent is elite. And obviously, if you guys watch the NFL draft at the Combine, he's insanely athletic. You just cannot coach that. The ceiling's through the roof. I mean, he broke all kind of records at the Combine for just his pure measurables. And, he, I mean, he's somebody that I think uh, you can be excited for in Indianapolis. Uh, he's obviously, I think, maybe if you are able to sit him for a year, do that, maybe try to fine-tune him, pair him up with a good OC, but I think he'd be a lethal weapon uh, in the NFL. Now, the Colts and basically the Arizona Cardinals are going to flip spots, and I think uh, this is probably the best pick for the Cardinals. They obviously have a lot of turmoil going on. Buda Baker requested a trade. DeAndre Hopkins requested a trade. Kyler Murray is coming off an ACL injury from last season. They obviously fired Cliff Kingsbury, who is now with the UFC Trojans. And, yeah, I think Will Anderson is a good pick for them right here. You get an elite pass rusher. You get someone that can wreck a game, can change a game. Um, get him get him on the defense to kind of help that unit who's been struggling the last couple of years. Um, his state was a little underwhelming his last year, but the year prior he showed just immense flashes. Arguably could have won the Heisman his uh, sophomore year and. He really is a game changer and a game wrecker. And um, I just think this is the best safe pick for the Cardinals. And it's someone that they can have moving forward and build with. At number five, I have the Seattle Seahawks going with Tyree Wilson. Um, I think he, this is what it looks like when you look at a pass rusher, someone that has that elite status. Um, you want someone that looks like him. He just looks the part on tape and on the field. Um, I think he can provide the Seahawks much needed pass rush help. I think he can become a day one starter in the NFL. And, uh, you know, pair him with Pete Carroll, who's excellent at working with the defense. I just think this is a good pick for the Seahawks. Now, at number six, we got Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of the University of Oregon. Um, man, I really like this tape, man. He 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 really plays the position extremely well. He's also got that chip on his shoulder, was never highly recruited, and kind of just developed him, himself into a superstar. Uh, lockdown corner. I mean, he's what you like to see when you look at a prototypical NFL corner. He's got the range. Um, he's got the ability to make plays on the ball. Um, very, very instinctive football player. Uh, and I think this could really help the defensive line for the Detroit Lions out. Obviously, they drafted Aiden Hutchinson last season. And uh, with the, them trading Jeff Okuda, this is a much-needed elite quarterback to try to replace him. 
Um, you got to obviously have a good CB1 in the NFL to pair with these wide receivers that every team seems to have these days. So I just have the Lions getting Christian Gonzalez at the University of Oregon. At number seven, we got Devin Witherspoon, quarterback out of Illinois. Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders really need some help defensively. They've obviously have the weapons offensively, but defensively, their secondary has kind of been uh, lacking the last couple of years. You pair uh, Devin Witherspoon with them, a uh, good corner out of Illinois. He's got good length. He covers ground very well, and he played against great talent in the Big Ten. Obviously, he was a big piece of the, uh, the reason why Illinois was so successful last season, and um, I could just see him falling in the top ten and the Raiders picking him up. I think he's the next best available corner after Christian Gonzalez. At number eight, we have Nolan Smith going to the Falcons. Um, he has elite speed uh, and pass rush ability. Obviously, he's not as big as some of the other edge guys in this draft, but I don't think it matters. He played at Georgia, um, and he's just super extremely athletic, and you can't coach his way to bend around corners and how he can pursue the passer with his immense immense speed. Um, elite speed and pass rush ability. I think he's a great fit for the Falcons, and I think he's going to really enhance their pass rush. Uh, I think the Falcons need this to kind of start building back to being one of those prominent teams at NFC South. And uh, you got to have someone that can kind of hound the quarterback. And right now, that division is up for grabs. So you get this piece right, you're already moving in the right direction. All right. So at number nine, and you guys are probably wondering where Jalen Carter has been. Um, obviously, there's a lot of red flags going on with him in the draft process, but I think the Bears take a chance on him and they land him as the anchor for their defense. He's a solid piece and he's a safe pick to build for that front seven for the Chicago Bears to help kind of bring that defense more along and keep building on that side of the football while Justin Fields and offense continues to elevate on their side of the football. So I have Jalen Carter from Georgia defense tackle going to the Chicago Bears at number nine. At number 10, we have Bijan Robinson. So Bijan, he's a super great guy. I've met him a few times. Very, very nice guy. One of the most amazing humans on the on the planet. And I'm a OU fan. So um, yeah, man. He he arguably is the best player in this NFL draft. I mean, he there hasn't been a running back really since him since Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. And a lot of people thinking he's gonna be better than them. And they've obviously been very extremely productive in the NFL. Um at number 10, man, I just have him going to the Eagles. And I know like a lot of Texas fans and Cowboys fans want him to go to the Cowboys or just to another team besides the Eagles. But when you look at the Eagles and their team, it's just an easy pick for me. They have uh, really no need, immediate need on that team. And uh, he's super electric. You got to get a piece that makes him better. They obviously just signed uh, Jalen Hurts to a massive contract. Shout out to them Sooners. Sooner DNA, not roll Sooners. But shout out to them Sooners, man. And... Yeah, Jalen, Jalen, uh, uh, you get him a, a player like Bijan, you can kind of take some of the stresses off of him. You obviously have Devontae Smith and uh, A.J. Brown on the outside, and you just completely make this offense paired with arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. They just become that much more elite, that much better. Um, I think he can do anything, man. He, he runs super well between the tackles. I think he'll do really well in this system. And um, if you're the Eagles and you have like this pick right here, just go get the best player in the draft. And Bijan should be available. You got to pick him up. All right. So at number eleven, we got Peter Skronsky to the Titans. Um, obviously Taylor Luan, shout out with the bustin' with the boys. No free shout outs. Just uh, got released by the Titans. And uh, I think the Titans, uh, you know, they're kind of in a weird phase. A lot of it is leading towards a rebuilding cycle. And why not start your rebuilding cycle with one of the best left tackles that have played in college football the last three years, Peter Skronsky. I've always liked his tape. Very good feet. Very, very concise with his blocking pattern. He pass sets very, very well. Um, 
he's just I think you just got to go with the dynamic young offensive tackle if you're really, really rebuilding and in that direction he should be available right there and um yeah I just that's like a core foundation of your team at number 12 we're gonna have Jackson Smith and Jigba going to the Houston Texans as well he's already one of my favorite players in the drafts obviously he had a monster Rose Bowl game which a lot of people remember and a monster season when he was paired with Chris Olave Olave and Garrett Wilson and uh, even those two guys have, you know, claimed that he's better than them. And we obviously seen what they've been doing in the NFL this past season, just tearing it up, shredding people. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, you get him with the pair him up with CJ Stroud. Um, and right there, you got a nice pairing right there in Houston. Uh, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is an elite route runner. Uh, very, very, very great slot. This is a guy I could see just year after year if he's healthy, catching 100 passes every year. Um, he runs elite routes. He's got good speed. Like people were talking about him running a four five. I'm like, bro, four five is fast. And when you're running routes like him and have the hands like him and you look like that on the football field, there's a difference between straight line speed and football speed. And he's got that football speed. Um, yeah, I just think you pair him up with Stroud. I think this is a good pickup for him. And I think he's the first receiver to come off the board at number 12 for the Texans. At number 13, we got Paris Johnson, uh, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Um, there's been some videos on of him going up on uh, not TikTok, I think TikTok or Instagram Reels or Twitter of him pass setting. But man, he is explosive out of his pass set stance. He really can set people up well. Um, he gets out quick, and uh, I just think my New York Jets need to get someone like this, um, just a super athletic tackle that they can just finally start to really build that offensive line. Obviously, Brees Hall got hurt last year, but you get him back. You have Garrett Wilson on the outside. You just signed Alan Lazard, and you have a couple other receivers. Now, the re the real question is who's going to be the the quarterback? Is it going to be Zach Wilson or is it going to be Aaron Rodgers? That's to be determined. But whoever you have back there, you need to protect them. And I think Paris Johnson just makes the most sense. At number fourteen, we have Broderick Jones. Uh, I think he played at Georgia. I'm pretty sure, but uh, we're going to have him go into the Patriots. We know Bill Belichick likes Patriot players, and uh, there's a lot of ongoing uncertainty with that franchise. Ever since New England's left, they've kind of been up and down. They have made the playoffs once with Mac Jones, but now it's they're saying that the Patriots are falling out with Mac Jones. So that's very interesting for me. But I think you, I think Bill Belichick gets gets a lineman, a safe pick right here. They really should get weapons, but I think I mean there's nothing wrong with building up the offensive line and protecting Mac Jones. All right, so. Number 15, one of my favorite players in the draft. We're going to have Dalton Kincaid, uh, tight end out of Utah, go to the Packers. I really like his game, man. Uh, he's what I call just a prototypical Y or H position, wherever you want to line him up at. I mean, he he can really just affect a game with his ability to run routes and catch the ball. Um, obviously watched USC play Utah last year on the road in Salt Lake City, and he was single-handedly carrying Utah's offense along with Cam Rising. Um, he just caught, I think, I think he caught like 12 or 14 passes in that game. He was unguardable. Um and it just shows his versatility just affect the game as a pass catcher. Obviously, with the rumors of Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers, we don't know who the immediate wide receiver one is going to be for that team. So you get a tight end, a safety blanket, someone that's very reliable, as we've seen, go to a team like the Packers. He could become that new number one until they find a true an additional wide receiver one to pit out there. And, uh, yeah, I just think he's going to be he would be a great pickup for them. I think they need to get a tight end and uh, he could be a game changing tight end. All right, so now we got Joey Porter Jr. going to the Commanders. Uh, very, very, very good corner. One of my favorite corners from this draft out of Penn State. Very tall, very athletic. He's fast, um, very physical. He can lock every wide receiver ones. The only one that gave him trouble 
that I saw in college was obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. And I mean, he gave everybody trouble last year. So that's kind of expected from him. But Joey Porter Jr., I think he's a solid corner, man. I think he really is more of your prototypical corner, got the size. Uh, he can be a little handsy at times, but I mean, I just think that's just because of how physical he gets. Um, maybe you have to limit that a little bit in the NFL just because it's a spot foul. But I really, really like him. I like his ability to uh, be able to impact the game and uh, make a difference and make changes like that. So I just think that's a good pickup for the commanders who are actually in the process of trying to sell their team, which is a whole other story in itself. All right, so now we're going to have uh, Darnell Wright from the uh, offensive lineman going to the Steelers uh, out of Tennessee. I really think uh, he's just, you know, the Steelers just kind of needs need to continue to build uh, – They've always been an interesting franchise, but uh, obviously with uh, Pickett there, uh, I know you got hit a bunch, and you have Najee Harris there. Just try to beef up the offensive line. I think this is a good safe pick for them to kind of continue to propel them forward. And next for the Lions, we got Kalaja Kansi, uh, edge rusher out of the uh, University of Pitt. Um, pair him on the other side with Aiden Hutchinson. You obviously get, uh, if you get Christian Gonzalez in his draft, and then you pair this guy with Aiden Hutchinson, you're really starting to build up that defense, which the Lions had issues with last year because they were in a lot of shootouts last year. I mean, they were pitting up points, one of the highest scoring teams in the NFL points-wise, but the defense was lackadaisical and was giving up too much points. So you uh, can get this edge rusher, have two dynamic edge rushers on the edge, you know, and start building that team and maybe get that point total down. You might be looking at a Lions team that might push for a Super Bowl is what they're saying, according to Vegas in the odds. All right. So number 19, we're going to have a trade. Uh, tra Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, I have them predicted to trade with the Bears. And uh, we're going to have the Bears go get another defensive player to pair with Jalen Carter, uh, Clemson edge rusher, Miles Murphy. Uh, I think you get another guy that can uh, rush the pass from the outside, pair him up with Jalen Carter, who's going to pressure the pocket from the inside and be a nice run stopper. Uh, like I said, continue to build this defense up. Uh, defense will help a team like the Bears who look like they can score dynamically when you got a quarterback like Justin Fields. So just allowing uh, more of a dominant presence in that front seven, I think that's just key for the Bears to get kind of back on track. And uh, right now, the NFC uh, North with uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving looks like it's a vacant division. So I think every team is going to have a shot there if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Now, at number 20, we have the boy, Jordan Addison. One of my favorite players in college last year. Uh, very, very explosive. And obviously, he won the Blitnikoff at Pitt. He played at USC. And uh, when he was healthy, man, he was just dynamic. I mean, you can kind of just see see him on tape. He's just a flash player. A very, very electric. Has great hands. Runs great routes. Very, very good top-end speed. Great elusiveness. Yak. I think you get him... Um, on the Seattle Seahawks, you obviously got DK Metcalf there. I think you still have Tyler Lockett there. You get another receiver like Jordan Addison there, a kind of young, dynamic presence. And obviously, Geno Smith had a career year last year. So with all these weapons, this elevates the Seahawks more. You have more weapons over there. And um, I just think he's a game changer. And I just think he's someone, if he's available in your Seattle, you look at your roster, and it's just another weapon you can add to your arsenal. Now we have Zay Flowers at number 21 going to the Chargers. And I really, really was conflicted this pick with Quentin Johnson and Zay Flowers. A lot of people think Quentin Johnson is going to be a bust. I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't really, I'm, I'm not really too sure about that. He's 6'3, but he's got like flash plays of his tape of him being great, of, play, of him just being, eh. But Zay Flowers, uh, really commend him for staying at Boston College. He had a lot of suitors, especially in today's age with NIL. And he's very, very, very explosive. I mean, Zay Flowers. 
It's one of those players you can get. You just need got to get him the ball. If that's on jet sweeps, if that's on end rounds, if that's on lining him up in the backfield, throwing him screens, whatever. Obviously, he can take the top off a of defense, running posts, running fade balls, anything like that. But you pit him with Justin Herbert, who is a solid, great NFL quarterback right now. You give him another weapon, and there's the Chargers offense in general, another weapon where you can get the get someone the, the ball multiple ways. I just think this is a good pick for the Chargers and. Um, I just think he's like a Swiss Army knife. Like, you know, he he, he can be kind of like that Debo Samuel kind of type. Maybe not as big as Debo Samuel, but kind of that type of player for the Chargers, in my opinion. All right, so now we got Lucas Van Ness going to the Ravens, uh, edge rusher out of Iowa. Sometimes, you know, Iowa's known to be a very, very elite defense, but a lot of times people could say he's like a more of a system player. In my opinion, I don't really think he's a system player. Um but, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. But the Ravens have always been known for producing with their front seven, having uh, great systems in place. So I just think he's kind of a plug-and-play guy for them. Uh, very, very hard-nosed rusher, and I think he can just impact the game from just his relentless and a high motor. Now we got Brian Branch, uh, corner slash safety out of Alabama. And Alabama's, you know, they have a pedigree recently of pitting out some solid uh, DBs. I really like him, man. Uh, I think he's very, very, very versatile. He can play safety. He can play a slot corner. He can play outside corner. I just think he's a nice piece for the Vikings to kind of move around their secondary. Their secondary is a little older now. And um, you just kind of want to have somebody that can be interchangeable. I think with like injuries and depth concerns, I just think he fits them the best as in a player that you can just move around maybe pin him at corner one game, pin him at safety one game. And I just think he's a he's a good he's a good player to have because you can just match him up on. I feel like whatever you feel your weakness is that week, that game plan, I feel like he solves that issue for the Vikings. Now we have Deontay Branch, another corner out of Maryland, uh, going to the Jaguars. Solid cover corner, very, very instinctual when he's playing, playing uh, on guys and covering them. Very, very... Uh, cover guy. I really like his ability to just cover and get after guys. And uh, Jacksonville, since Jalen Ramsey's left, they've been kind of vacant at that corner spot. But I think this is a guy that can kind of help elevate that team. Obviously, the Jaguars look like the team to beat in the AFC South. So you want to continue to bolster that defensive roster while you have Trevor Lawrence and you have before you have to pay Trevor Lawrence. So. All right. So now we got Jalen Hyatt. And uh, if you guys saw that game against Alabama, you probably were like, who was that? Number 11. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, man. I mean, he was he was a prototypical player that played in Josh Heupel's system, who people have their concerns about just due to the fact of how it schemes guys open. But I, and I really, really like him, man. I watched him against the Georgia game, and even though they lost, he was making tough, contested catches against a very good Georgia secondary. And um, I think he's just more than just a deep threat. I think you pair him up with Daniel Jones, who just recently got paid, get him a wide receiver one that will really elevate his game. I think that's just crucial to him really exploding onto the scene and kind of just giving the Giants finally a wide receiver one. You get a guy like this who can run routes, who's big, who can make great contested catches, and who's a burner, I mean, that's what you want for the Giants. They haven't really had the best of luck over there at wide receiver, so get Daniel Jones a weapon. You have Jalen Hyatt sitting right there at 25. That's who you got to go get. All right, so at number 26, we got Michael Mayer. And uh, I was conflicted between him and Kincaid for the best tight end in the draft. I just personally like Kincaid's game better, even though a lot of people have Mayer going first. But right here, I have the Cowboys getting him. Obviously, they got to replace Dalton Schultz, who just went to the Houston Texans. And, uh, yeah, I just think uh, the Cowboys continue to look for their their new Jason Witten. Uh, Dak loves throwing to the tight end's security blanket. And uh, I like how they scheme the tight ends over there in that offense from Mike McCarthy. So, 
You put a player like Michael Mayer over there, tied out of Notre Dame. He blocks extremely well. I mean, I really like his physical game. You know, Notre Dame, they love to be physical and run the ball there. And also, I just think he's very, very physical in the pass game. I think he can really just catch a lot of contested balls. The windows in the NFL are a lot tighter. So I just think he's just more of that prototypical three-down tight end that can come into the Cowboys and really just make an impact and difference. Now, at number 27, we have Jameer Gibbs. Elite running back one. Um, I think the Bills finally can get a running back because they haven't really been able to run the ball well at all. That's why Josh Allen runs the ball a lot, and you really just don't want your quarterback running the ball like that. Also, just think he's an elite weapon. The Bills have been shown to have just such a dynamic offense, but you have someone like Jameer Gibbs in the backfield. You can run the ball with him. You can split him out to the outside, pit him in the slot. Uh, he's a game changer for you. I just think he can do a lot of different things. He can run between the tackles well. He can hit that home run play. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, throw screens to him, and, um, you know, just finally a real running back for the Buffalo Bills. I just think this has kind of always been the piece they've needed, and if he's sitting there, you got to just go grab him. Special. But we're talking about Darnell Washington. So he's a very, very good tight end when he's gotten into the game. Georgia uses their tight ends very well, and he's shown he can just impact the game as well. Very, very big tight end, physical. I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe. Very, very physical. Um and I really just like how the Bengals uh, have their offense structure. They obviously have Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins right now. Um, but you get a tight end that's young, not as expensive as these other guys are going to be. You have another weapon in case one of these guys leaves and you have to pay. You can't pay all of them. Um, gives Joe Burrow more of that guy that's in the middle of the field that he can kind of create more space for players like Chase and uh, T. Higgins. And uh, oh, and Taj Boyd. I can't forget about him. They have a like, nice little trio, trio out there. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just think he. I just think at this position, the Bengals, you gotta, you, you have this option to get a tight end that's this dynamic. Grab him, continue to elevate the offense around Joe Burrow, give him more weapons, and uh, maybe the Bengals will finally get back to the Super Bowl and actually win it. So, all right. So now at twenty nine, we have Brian Breesy. He had one of the craziest college uh, careers. Really, was the number one overall player coming out of high school. Goes to Clemson, balls out as a freshman, uh, ends up getting uh, having some health trouble. And uh, causes him to miss a lot of football there. But when he plays, he's very, 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 very dominant. I mean, he's a he's a game wrecker. He's this uh, defensive tackle that can, you know, just impact the game from the inside. And having a guy that can impact the game from the inside is just so crucial in today's game and day and age. You can obviously, with an edge rusher, do certain things like chipping with a tight end or have a linebacker or not linebacker, have a running back or even like a receiver crack him. You can have these different dynamics to chip him, but even if you have a defensive tackle and he's getting double teams, he's creating plays for the linebackers and for other defensive linemen to uh, make plays off of him. So you had a player like Brian Breesey to the Saints at 29. Um, really love his game. Uh, really wish the best for him. He's a great guy, and uh, I just think this makes the most sense for the Saints. Uh, pairing with Cam Jordan and or Cam Howard and King Cam Howard or Cam Jordan one and two, but I think Cam Jordan. But pair him with one of them. Obviously, the Saints have a pretty good defense, and um, yeah, it's nothing wrong with getting elite defensive linemen. Like you always need elite defensive linemen. Kelly Ringo, Eagles. All right. So, if you guys watched the semifinal game, Ringo got tore up by Marvin Harrison Jr. There wasn't a whole lot of guys that didn't get torn up by Marvin Harrison Jr. So, you can you know take that as you want, right? But uh, Kelly Ringo, man. Dynamic, dynamic player. Uh, he shows elite speed. Uh, he shows the ability to really lock people up. Was supposed to be really cornerback one. I think he fell in the draft just due to more some dissecting of his film. And then when people saw 
some of these other guys' films, their evaluations, and then even looking at that game against Ohio State, it was like, ooh, ooh. So, you know, it happens. You're going to get cooked every now and then. But I think he's a solid cover guy, and his elite speed makes it for a lot of stuff. And I have him going to the Eagles because I really think um, you just pair him back there with, like, Darius Slay and some of these other veteran presences presence on the Eagles. He will become what we think he can become. And that's what you want. Just you pair him with that front seven, you just have another guy that can make plays, and that's dynamic back there. At number 31, we have Will McDonald going to the Chiefs. Now, I would have had the Chiefs drafting a wide receiver, and uh, Quentin Johnson looked like the best available, but I just don't know if the way Quentin Johnson plays is gonna f- would fit the Chiefs' play style. Obviously, Andy Reid is a creative genius, one of the best offensive, if not the best offensive masterminds ever in the game of college football. And yeah, uh, I, I'm not too sure like my real opinions on on like what that would look like. But Will McDonald, man, uh, at Iowa State, edge rusher. I think he can add more pass rush help to the Chiefs defense. There's nothing wrong with get more pass rush help. Um, just a solid all around edge rusher that can be a situational additional piece for the Chiefs, especially the Chiefs have shown consistently that they're making deep playoff runs. And in the AFC with these elite quarterbacks, you need just pass rushers to get after these guys to really impact the game and just cause chaos, chaos, cause chaos for the opposing opposition. So, yeah. But that is my mock draft for Opinionated. Uh, Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. You can find us everywhere on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Opinionated Media. We have merch coming soon, so if you guys like these hoodies, these might be for sale in the future. Just kind of depends on the feedback. But we have merch coming soon. A lot of cool things coming soon. Um, And we obviously are going to get back more to the football stuff. So whatever you guys want to see, any types of videos, please leave them in the comments below. Fill the comments up. We need the engagement. Like the video up. Share it with your friends. Tell me who I missed in the mock draft. Maybe there's someone else that you thought should be drafted in the first round or someone's need team-wise that I didn't hit. Just let me know. Um, That's what it's for, and that's what it's for, the feedback. And also, um, I want to see how close I get with this draft. I want to see if I'm able to, you know – be very close with my picks and uh, my assumptions. So uh, it's your boy Cam, and I'll catch you guys for the next video. See you later.